Brian Winters and the Hoop Collective is presented by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. And welcome to the Hoop Collective Podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we're doing on Tuesday morning. The championship trophy has been awarded here in Denver. Joining me from New York City is Tim Bontem. Hello, everybody. And joining me from here in Denver, we were at uh, Ball Arena on Monday night where the Nuggets ended the NBA Finals, the 4-1 victory over the Miami Heat to enter into the record books is Band McMahon. Howdy, partners. I'm still uh, feeling a little bit foggy. I think it's from some of those celebratory aromas that were in the upper deck as I s- sat up there. Yeah, it was uh, a bit of a coronation. The fans didn't want to leave. I don't blame them. It was a, the, the confetti uh, volume of confetti was they upped their, they upped their confetti game from past <laughs> finals and there was an incredible amount of confetti and the fans wanted to savor it and they should and it was a, a tremendous experience for the city of denver the horns were a honking last night man the fireworks were popping and the horns were a honking and the team is celebrating uh, i think Jokic, if he had his druthers would be off to sombor right now i, I he's think they to- might still be dancing in the locker room you see our buddy mike singer was was tweeting video of mike Michael Malone dancing with the Joker brothers, like in the wee hours of the morning in the locker room. Like Dick's hours after party. the game was over. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was a also, deserve party. Deserve party. Jokic had several different uh, outfit changes post game because <laughs> he threw Jamal Murray into the, I assume it was the hot, the warm tub. They didn't go in the cold tub. They, they, they have more smarts than that. And I, you know, you know what I was thinking other than the fact that they were soaking wet and then, and then Jokic, had to go through the whole photo stuff without his uniform mm-hmm. on. Like that was the one thing I was like, Oh man, he's now not going to do the photos in his uniform, but he, he cares 0.0%, 0.000%. Okay. But you know, one of the things that happens after the celebration in the locker room, they do media, then they have like a, a photo and those photos stick around for decades. Yeah. Um, they have photos with their teammates. They have photos with their, with their families. They have photos with their agents, you know, and Jokic is wearing like a generic Denver T-shirt because his uniform is soaking wet because he jumped into the hot tub. And I'm also thinking, like, what about the those shoes? Doesn't he want to save those shoes? You know, these all everything he was wearing became like memorabilia. He doesn't give a bleep about any of that. Stuff. Uh, hope, hopefully, Sparky, the longtime uh, equipment manager, was able to preserve some of those things. He was a Joker. It's so funny because like. Him walking to the locker room, I actually put put this on my IG. You would have thought it, this was a a random win in you know the middle of January. The way he's, I mean, no emotion, but he gets in there. He, like you said, he's throwing Murray in the in the uh, cold tub, hot tub, whatever it was. Um, he comes in the the press conference room and he's ready to go. KCP's up there. He doesn't care. He walks up. Pours half his beer on KCP's head, says you're done. And KCP's like, he was in mid-answer. Gets beer pouring. And says, oh, okay, hey, I guess I'm done. I'll see y'all later. And then hey, all bets are off. When you win, you all you can do whatever you want, man. It's so damn hard to win. You can do whatever you oh, want. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I thought I, the thing that the thing that stood out to me to your point, Brian, on that is I was watching the post game at home. It was couple minutes after the game, everybody's celebrating. Jokic just goes down the line. Like you said, it was like a game in March. He's shaking everybody's hands, talking to everybody. Talks to Nikola Jovic, another Serbian. Mm-hmm. And then Popeye Jones comes over 
who has been in the league for decades. I know him from when he was at the Nets. You guys probably both know him. Great guy. Crying comes up to Jokic and says thank you to him and just walks away, like hugs him, says thank you, and leaves. And it's just a reminder that there's so many of these guys that spend decades in the league with all these different teams, and they never get a chance to be part of this because they never get a chance to play or work with a guy like Jokic, a guy that's that good. And it was just really neat, as somebody who knows Popeye, to see him have that moment with him. It was a reminder of so many people that we know. Ryan Saunders, you know, his dad was in the league for decades. I don't think he ever won. No. Um, so many guys yeah, with this Denver Ryan team. Leslie. Brandon I mean, Malone. I don't know if Brandon Malone ever won. Mike Malone's been in the league forever. Mike like Malone, all these... Yeah, Brandon Malone did. He was on the staff with Chuck Daly. With the oh, that's right. He was with Chuck there Daly. There is a ring in the Malone family. By the way, Michael Malone was turned up to 100 <laughs> he after was. that game. I mean, I saw him in the back. He was enjoying himself. And how about him? He did not guarantee that he didn't. I mean, he pretty much he pretty much guaranteed it. He was like, we're coming back for more over and over again. Hey, they're going to have a chance. I'm not going to sit here and guarantee that they are going to win another or others. But they've got a about at least a five year window where the Nuggets are absolutely going to be a force to be reckoned with. No question. And they just went 16 and four through the playoffs to win a championship like they're hey it wouldn't surprise any of us if the nuggets are able to add a, a title I, or two over the next five or six 16 years. and f- 16 and four is awesome i'll give you the second number 10 and one yeah 10 Oof. and one after going two two to the to the suns 10 and one to clinch the semis conference finals finals mm-hmm. i don't i don't want to hear anything about anything that's awesome yeah, you know, well, listen, awesome. I, like we said before, I don't want to hear about, oh, they, the, the seeds. The Suns were declared the favorites as soon as the KD trade got done. It took yep. two historically uh, prolific performances by Devin Booker for the Suns to win any games in that series. That's right. Uh, you know, the, the Lakers have LeBron and AD and, you know, everybody at, at, on NBA Today was declaring the Lakers world chance when they're in freaking 13th place. So let's not <laughs> poo-poo that one now. Um, hey, they swept. They got them. a top six roster. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you were right. They were top six, but the, the they were top four in the whole the, league, sucker. Yeah, but the gap between the Lakers and the Nuggets was all that's true. Wide. That's then, true. You know, the the Heat were good enough to to bounce the two teams that had the best record in the league. So let's not you know scoff at them now. Well, it's I I think you can point out that they might have had some favorable breaks along the way, and also point out that they were dominant against the teams they played, which is all you can do, right? Like, I think both things are fair. And it's why if you look around, you know, we'll, we'll probably get into this more later too. Like you said, man, you look at even in going into the summer where we'll get into for the next few weeks about all the stuff that's going to happen around the league and all the guys are going to change teams. It's very hard, particularly in the West, to look at any team and say that team is going to be good enough to beat Denver next year. Like, it's hard to see a single move anybody can make and put them on the same level. Maybe Denver won't win the West next year, but going forward, the next four or five years, like you said, they have to be looked at as the team with the best shot to get out every year, in part because A, their guys are all in their prime, and B, their their number one guy never gets hurt. He's always available, and he always well, plays. Yeah, right. Let's not make assumptions about health. They were not healthy the last two years. What I will mm-hmm. say is, and this takes nothing away from the Suns, I wonder if Jamal Murray doesn't tear his knee if – there wouldn't have been Bucks Nuggets in the 2021 yeah. finals because they Could were awesome been. after the Gordon. Yeah. We didn't get Bucks Suns this year, 
I'm sorry, Bucks uh, Nuggets this year. I think it would be it w- would have been interesting to see full power Bucks versus full power or, or Boston. Either one, like Boston's a Boston be a Boston hell of a matchup is not. Too. Boston has not got their act together enough for me to say that they can win a championship. I'm just saying, from a, I'm just saying Bucks. from a depth and talent standpoint, they have True. the ability to do things to Denver that yes. these teams they play did not. That's Bucks correct. Nuggets would be fascinating because it would be, with all due respect to Dirk, the two guys who are probably going to go down as the best Europeans of all time. You know, Giannis versus Joker, wow. two-time MVPs. Is Luca from MVPs. Is Luca from Europe in his own town? Well, listen, I'm just telling you. Uh, Luca's got a lot of, and and he's got a chance, but he's got a lot of catching up to do. There's well, four finals, and there's four four championships, or two championships and four MVPs ahead of him there with those two guys. It's a lot of yeah, a lot of work right. to be done. And obviously, you Giannis and Joker right. totally different styles, similar personalities, but totally different styles. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, come on, American boys, let's let's get going here. Hey, that's <laughs> one of the one of the. I don't, I don't know, themes might be a little strong. One of the trends around the league is, uh, hey, who's got next young among the young Americans? Well, the guy who's got next is going to probably get suspended by Friday. That's five, uh, that's just five consecutive, five consecutive MVPs. Giannis, Jokic, Embiid. And Luca, I think, will be an MVP. He just hasn't right. done it yet. But certainly, he, he certainly would expect it. When you're looking right. at under 25 talent in the league, certainly Luca tops that list for sure. Uh, you know, Jaw was set up to be kind of the next the next big thing, and boy, is he gone. Well, it late. ain't over yet. It ain't over. It ain't yet. over yet. It ain't right. over yet. But there's a lot of you know yeah. they've got to get him. <laughs> and we got a, a we got a certain Frenchman headed into the league in nine days. So yep. Um, before we move on, I want to just talk a little bit more about Jokic here. This is brought to you by Granger. The ones who get it done is brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Click, call Granger.com or just stop by. This talk about the ones who got it done. I talked about this on the podcast I did with Zach Lowe last night after the game on the court um, with Rocky rudely interrupting us. And he's rude. Um, and Rocky is a horrible he- podcast guest. He's got Nothing to say. Unacceptable. Well, and he um, he'll he'll show you that furry little middle finger if you if you confront him about anything. He's a uh, little hot tempered little fellow. People people just show you the middle finger all the time, so you should be used to that. I think he was telling me I was number one, which I appreciate it, but <laughs> he did it with the wrong finger. <laughs> As you were saying, Wendy. Anyway, so that game was an absolute offensive mess. Just Oof. an absolute offensive mess. I loved it, by the way. I could it was not, awesome. It was I, awesome. I was totally glued to the fourth quarter when it could go either way. Jimmy Butler's trying to make the run, but you look at that box score. It's just all slop except Mm -hmm. for one row. Jokic 12 of 16, 16 rebounds W. And I didn't get, I don't have the the final numbers in front of me, but (laughs) this dude, he should have had a triple double. They just couldn't hit shots. Yeah. You know, and, and God, they missed so many threes. My God, they missed he had so many 10 threes. potential assists and only like a, only a couple of them. Uh, well, how about Michael Malone? How about Michael Malone saying on TV that he thought his team was tight? Like that was, that was an amazing, I mean, it was, I think it was true, but it was, an, I mean, he's just the most blunt, honest Northeast guy you'll ever meet. Like, yeah, we were tight. We just got to hit shots now. <laughs> it's like, well, it's and like, Michael yep, Porter, it's true. Michael Porter Jr. I was telling you guys last night, he's no longer MPJ. It's MP with no J. I mean, the man. Well, listen, 
He, 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 he already said after the, the game, series. he's like, he's like, my jumper. This is an this is not an exact quote, but he basically yeah. said, my jumper is busted. I don't know what's wrong with it. I don't care. I'll fix it in the summer. Well, <laughs> yeah. He and he deserves so much credit mm-hmm. for how he played in that game because nobody could hit a shot. Jokic and and Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray are all in foul trouble. And look, we've all been pretty critical of him at different points for the way he's played. That was the biggest game of his life, and he was fighting for rebounds everywhere, getting putbacks inside, putting the ball on the floor, and getting in the lane and creating offense when he couldn't hit an outside shot. I just was really impressed with the way he fought through that game from start to finish. It was really emblematic to me of the way their whole team played. And let me add yeah, this. He had, the, uh, he had that one huge transition bucket where he goes behind his back and between his legs, <laughs> and then he had the big pull-up three where – you know, as he's letting that shot go, you're like, what the hell are you doing? Then it yes. goes in, you know. I bet Steph Curry loved that uh, reverse behind the back between the legs dribble. That's exactly the type of move he would make in that situation. Uh, and uh, way more crazy. And I will say this. I want to add this. As good as MPJ was playing, when Malone felt that he needed to, he took him off the court at the end. And Bruce Brown with the putback, the basically, I think the Nuggets would have won anyway, but he basically that play gave them the leverage that turned the game. For sure. Yeah, and that's something that's been happening all season long. And when you have a young player on a max contract, you you know, you know wonder, hey, is if Bruce Brown's closing games, how's he going to be able to handle it? To Michael Porter Jr.'s credit, that dude was about the team all year long. He was mature all year long. He didn't cry. He didn't pout. Of course he wants to close games, but – you know, I, you got to give him a lot of credit for just the way that he handled that situation like an adult and like a guy who really did care about being a champion. And then, you know, he is now. Well, to bring it back. For sure. To, but getting, yeah, no, getting back to Yoke. Yeah. yeah, getting back to Jokic. There's been a, a whole f- attempt and desire in the last few days to try to put into context his achievements in this postseason. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to do that. I, I don't really feel right now personally like trying to compare him to bill russell or or Shaq or whatever i'm just gonna say that this guy at the all-star break in denver i mean sorry it was in salt lake he got picked second to last by his own peers second to last okay i know I mean, to, that be fa- to be fair he he did not want to play in the game and scored like three points Excuse in me, the game sir. Let the he, man speak. It's his podcast. It ain't Tim Bontemps who collected. Um, and that was insulting. There, LeBron didn't want to play either. He didn't show up till the freaking game. In you know, so just to be clear, um, he was like, "Thank you for that great weekend, Salt Lake City. I was here for six hours." Um, this is a guy who I know that he doesn't have the outward desire like we see so many people, and I know that he doesn't value certain achievements and certain things like so many others of his level, but he does care. Oh God. We we have seen it when it, when it really matters. We saw it when he was losing his mind on Mm -hmm. the, um, on the bench in the fourth quarter, when he was, could not believe how awful of offense the Nuggets were playing. And there's no way that he didn't love it. Yeah. He went down the line and shook every heat player's hand because he's classy and he's also extremely, extremely Serbian. And that is the Serbian way to be the strong, silent type. That is what they do. It is the way they are raised. But you can't tell me that in his heart of hearts, he wasn't like, take that 
NBA world. Uh, I just don't believe it. I just don't believe it. It's not human nature and that he will have that forevermore. Uh, I reject that he, that a player can be that good and that competitive and work that hard on his game and his body and everything and not love it taking down the Supreme prize, no matter what he wants to show outwardly. Yeah. That's my comment. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I would say it's his responses, take that NBA, but I do think that it's impossible to have the success he's had and impossible to lead his team to the kind of success that they have had as a group. If they don't have, if you don't have the kind of internal drive and belief in yourself to want to achieve everything you can achieve up to and including winning MVP for all the nonsensical stuff about, I don't want to win MVP of the league. But to me, the thing that stands out about him and about his play is just how remarkably consistent the -hmm. guy is. Even in a game four, when he goes eight for 19 for the field, Mm -hmm. he still has 16 boards and four assists and three steals and three blocks. He never has a bad game. He never has a game where it's like eight points and four rebounds and five assists. He's just like Jimmy Butler, as great as he's been in the playoffs, has had a bunch of duds. And that doesn't mean Jimmy's not a great player. doesn't mean he's had a great, not at a great playoffs. But like Jokic is just always up here every game, like a metronome. And that's why everybody was so focused on Jamal Murray in this series, because there was no hope of stopping Jokic. It yep. was like, he's going to get his numbers no matter what. You've got to just hope you slow down Jamal and slow down the other guys. And then maybe you'll win because there's no path to shutting down this guy. It's, and it's just talk- a remarkable thing. Joker did talk last night about it being an amazing feeling to do something that that nobody out on the outside thought you could. Now he was talking about the Nuggets winning a championship as a whole, but that absolutely applies to him on an uh, on an individual level. And you know, it, it's we talked about this going into playoffs. He had reached a point where he had achieved so much success that yep. there was more pressure. It's so similar to Giannis's path. Two straight MVPs, yeah, but he's never been to the finals. You know, can he be the guy on a championship team? Blah blah yep. blah. Never got to hear that crap again. And we don't need to to delve into the comps, but he's got a case as one of the best playoff runs ever. I mean, he he's no one's ever had ten triple doubles in a playoff run. No one's ever led the entire postseason in points, rebounds, and assists. You know, going 16 and four, like what this dude just averaged 30 a game, you know, fell shy of a triple double. So it wasn't that great. Only 9.5 assists per game to the playoffs. But like this dude just had an unprecedented playoff run. Absolutely. Hats off to Nikola Jokic. Enjoy your trophies. Enjoy your horses. He had a hilarious he's line. At the parade's not till Thursday. I know. He's like, I got, he's like, I got to get home. God. And I'm like, I feel you, big guy. His line to Lisa after the game, Lisa Salters, that the work is done. So now we can go home was because I do think, well, I do think he, well, I do think the, I don't care about stuff thing is nonsense. He does care about going home. I do believe yeah. that. And he, he, wants he hasn't to been home. home in nine months. He wants right. to go home. I don't uh, think he really cares about the pomp and circumstance, the, the accomplishment. Obviously, yes. he's about. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I think he could do without the parade. I, you know, that's the other thing is that in Serbia, when you have, you know, when you are a conquering hero, you know, because this was an incredible week for Serbia, mm-hmm. uh, Novak Djokovic became the all time leader in Grand Slams. They, you know, also he's got to go home. head coach hired. That's right. 
uh, Darko Rajakovic, um, who is being introduced today in Toronto. But anyway, he'll be he'll the country will want to honor him when he gets back. <laughs> I think he's just gonna be like, look, guys, I just want to go home. <laughs> but I, I think it was funny before game seven or before it felt like a game seven, before game five, he did a sit down with Malika and she said, uh, you know, are you looking forward to maybe buying a new horse to reward yourself if you win the title? And he goes, yeah, but I would have done it even if we lost. <laughs> <laughs> he does have the money with that Supermax deal to get a yes, couple he of does. horses. You absolutely. know who absolutely enjoyed the, the the championship was his brothers. Did you see when they're, they're sure tossing did. Michael Malone up and down on the court? Oh, man. That, I mean, the they were weeping. The I, 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 I'm not I'm not smart enough to know which is which. Um, I wouldn't mess with either of them, but especially the guy with the the sleeve tattoos and the, the leg tattoos, that guy could do some damage. There's, okay, there's so nobody the, in Denver the, tougher than that dude. The Strahinia, I'm just messing the names up. So the the smaller one, the one who's only six smaller. foot six, that's the guy who's a pro MMA fighter. So the one yeah, you, he's he's in better shape. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the other one's the one who looks straight out of central casting, like uh holy Moses could absolutely play like a you know Bond a, villain. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, and we should we should real quick shout out Jamal Murray too, because he was the other guy that obviously I was in the bubble. He had this incredible run there. He had never made an all-star team, never sniffed an all-star team, never sniffed an all-NBA team. And there were questions like, can this guy do yeah. this in the playoffs? And as you said, a bunch of times, McMahon, he has been a superstar level player yep. in the playoffs this year. And for a guy who came back from that knee injury, like you said earlier, Brian, and like, it was cool to see him as excited and emotional as he was after mm-hmm. the game, after coming back like clay last year, coming back from an injury like that, getting to the top of the mountain. It was, His, that was a pretty cool thing to see. Jamal's dad was also enjoying himself in the locker room post game. More hoop collective podcast after this for the ones who get it done. Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Uh, all right. Before we go here, I want to talk. This is a season review. I want to take a little look back at what we where we were from the start. Um, to think back to the start of the season, this it, it is such a journey. The NBA season is so long. Even the playoffs themselves, you know, that's a that's an ordeal. But to think back at the start of the season, the where things have come when when Kyrie and Durant were members mm-hmm. of the Nets and they were trying to pull things together with high hopes for Ben Simmons to think about Jordan, you know, Draymond Green almost missing opening night because he, yeah. you know, punched Draymond or uh, punched Jordan Poole yeah. and that, and that whole ordeal, the idea that, you know, the Celtics changed coaches two days before the start of the training oh, camp. Oh my God. Yeah. Crazy. All the chaos with Russ and, uh, in, in LA and just the, the friction and the misery that they Lakers endured. start two and 10. <laughs> yes. You Tim know, summed it, it all up when we were texting before the pod with one word, which I think sums things up. Chaos. And look, the Nuggets might have been the calmest team in the league. I don't think it's a coincidence that the calmest team in the league was able to win a championship in a year that was defined by chaos. I mean, the Mavs make a, tra- a win now trade for Kyrie Irving and end up tanking down a stretch. There was such a massive failure. You know, the wow. Memphis Grizzlies with the whole, you know, John ja Morant and the Dylan Brooks stuff in the playoffs. And the Dylan Brooks stuff. Guys. In the there was a period in December, December-ish, 
where the Grizzlies and the Pelicans could have made an argument that they were going to be in the conference finals. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily have, have believed that, but the Pelicans were in second and the Grizzlies were right there. Was, when um, Jaron Jackson came back from the yep. knee mm-hmm. offseason knee injury, like but, they, yeah. you know, we got no, what was the quote? We're fine Foot. in the West. A, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we, we're fine in the West. And look, this was not. Uh, you know, he wanted to say it. He wanted to make a splash because Malik he, is. See, the he quest- doubled and tripled down on it. Days exactly. Afterwards. Sure did. Yeah. Sure did. And and you know, obviously, they weren't fine in the West, or they weren't fine at all. But they were fine uh, in Memphis, quite frankly. Mm, yeah. 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 Or Denver, or wherever <laughs> all that went down. Glendale. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, all Wendy was NBA trying to drag season. me out to tell Glendale. Bon Tim's and I said, no, no, Wendy, we got to be professional. We got to, that's right. We got to get some sleep. You've got to get I'll up. Bet shotgun go to shotgun Willies Willies. Was popping. I'll bet shotgun was just popping last night is for a Monday night. I'll bet it was one of their more active Monday nights. Mm. Not that I would know about anything like that. Actually the jaw thing was in the middle of the week. So, you know, sometimes they get uh, big clientele in midweek and shotgun Willies apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, every NBA season, just because of how long it is, we have, remarkable swings in what we expect to happen and what does happen, which is one of the reasons why we do it. It's one of the reasons why mm-hmm. we say, you know, in December, well, let's wait till the playoffs, but also focus on what happens in December because fascinating things happen. And, you know, one of the things about this podcast, you know, we do this every week, 52 weeks a year, basically, maybe uh, once or twice we, you know, in the summer we, we shut down, but we chronicle what happens in the season. And and this season was one of the most remarkable chronicling moments. And, um, you know, McMahon in your backyard in Dallas, Bontemps in your backyard in New York. I mean, it was, it was crazy. And that's just a reminder, like that cycle just ended. And there's an entire, while we've been having the finals here and the conference finals the last month, all of these teams, the other, you know, 26 to 28 teams have been trying to get ready to do business. And in some all cases, 30. Like the, the Nuggets, two teams in the finals, yeah, we're doing it too. too. That's, That's right. True. That's true. The Nuggets Miami made a star trade. hunting and Denver yeah. made a trade. Yeah. You're not supposed to make trades during the playoffs. It's kind of seen as, un- or I mean, during the finals, it's kind of seen as uncouth. Even coach hirings don't happen that often, but you know, they do happen occasionally. Then I guess it's waived if it's one of the teams in the finals making a trade. Right. I guess you know, they can do that. And it's like, but, hey, there's uh, no players involved, just a little shuffling of some picks. Right. And uh an indication, you know, you know, Michael Malone gets out there and says, hey, we're not settled. You know, that, that was a, that was a, those that was a trade that they made that was aimed at not settling at uh you know getting some more players in the immediate short term here too. So yeah. they'll, they'll um, lose Bruce Brown. Yeah, Aaron Gordon's up there sitting next to him. He finna get paid. He finna get paid. Well, then he, well, Bruce Brown said like money isn't everything. And I'm sure his am, teammates slapped am, him across the head. I am genuinely curious to see what happens with the Bruce Brown situation on a lot of fronts. Cause he, I mean, look, he, he was in the literal perfect spot for him yeah. to be in Denver playing with Nikola Jokic. If I were Bruce Brown, I would be doing everything I could to be staying in Denver because I think long term it's going to work out very well for Bruce Brown if he does that. Now, I'm not saying take less money to do it or like sign a minimum or something. He would have to take less money. And the most they can give him is seven point eight million. Well, I mean, I mean, like I don't mean like over the long term, like he could, for instance, sign a one year deal and then they have his early bird rights next year and give him a raise like. They could make moves. There's different things well, that could happen. I'm just very I'm curious a, what happens. I'm not 100% sure where the level of Nuggets spending is going to be because Jokic 
one of the one of the remarkable things that happened last summer, Jokic signed a supermax extension with no fanfare. It was like treated yeah. like a transaction line. Well, like they got asked if he was going to sign it, and he just said, "Yes, I'm going to sign it." Yeah. <laughs> and he then he did. So then he did. The supermax the supermax starts this year, which it's uh, you know starts July first, which he's earned. You think he's you think he's worth that? I do. I think it was a good deal for the Nuggets. Interesting extension a, situation with Jamal Murray too. Right. So he gets a $13 million raise on his salary and worth it at twice the price. And so that's, so the nuggets are already in the tax and now there's 13 more million dollars coming onto an existing player. You know, Bruce Brown will come off, but if you give him that 7.8, that's an increase there. Now you're already looking at, you know, a $15 million increase for a team that's in the tax. Well, they're bumping. Um, the bottom line is they're bumping right up against the second apron already, right. and that's that's the line going forward. This, you know, the one of the other themes of the season to me is the CBA getting done and the ramifications of that going forward. And look, doesn't mean that I think only four of the last ten teams to win the title have been over that second apron. Doesn't mean you can't build great teams anymore. But there are going to be teams that are not going to want to, in particular, go over that number, and it's going to require hard decisions. And a team like Denver, for example is going to have some hard decisions to make about what they're doing. I think teams will go over the second apron apron if maybe for like one year. For one year. If their if their team is complete. Yes. Like this Nuggets team, the second apron isn't going to be in effect for 2023-24, but if let's just say that it was, which would restrict their trade possibilities, it would restrict their their ability to 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 use their mid level or restrict their draft, their draft pick would get knocked to the back no matter what their record was. This is a championship team; it's in place. They like it, yep. and if they could roll it over, I I could see teams doing that. They'll but, pop you know, over for a year, but then they're going to have to come back down. That's the that's part. what I'm saying. That's why when people just want to say, "Oh, they're going to get here for five years," or, you know, they're going to be in the finals the next five years. I'm like, well, let's just let's just wait. Health, all kinds of things that play into it. The league is going to a system that is attempting to force parity. They're attempting to make this the, the lesser spending teams have to spend up and the higher spending teams, they can still spend, but the, the restrictions on how to team build and how to keep your team refreshed is going to be difficult. And so I will say this though, if you got two players under contract, mm-hmm. it's going to be really good for you. And here, you know, you mentioned Von Temps about the Jamal Murray extension. Jamal Murray is eligible, I believe in, August, maybe it's September, to sign a contract extension, giving him, I think they'll probably be, I think it's three years he can sign for. Yeah, it's like know, three for 150, something like it's that. Over, I think it's over 150, which considering he just had a terrible knee injury not long ago is a compelling offer, but he could wait. And the reason he would want to wait is because if he comes back next year and then makes the all NBA team, he can sign a supermax like Jokic is going to be on. And he has earned a reputation right now where the all NBA team is a lot more doable. And I, you know, if he got hurt again, I would call yeah. the Nuggets bluff on not signing him. So it'll be interesting well, to see new, if all with the new 60, moments. Well, and with yeah. the new 65 game rule, we could see more guys not qualify for two. And to your point about parity, what the league wants really is to keep the current environment going, right? This is the second time. We've had a different champion each of the last five years. It's the first time that's happened since the mid seventies, which was when there was two leagues. I've been alive. There's two, there were two leagues in the mid seventies, right? Like that's part of why there was, that was a period of intense parity. That's where we're at now. And that's what the league wants clearly going forward. It's what Mark Lazary talked about on our pod going into game two. They want so many different teams to think they have a chance. And for teams like Milwaukee and Denver and various Toronto 
all these teams in less than glamour markets to think they can win. And that's, that's at least right now, it looks like the league has what it wants. Now we'll see if that's actually the way they'll want it to be going forward, but that's what, that's what the CBA is engineered to do. Well, it was a fascinating season. How many different hotel rooms did we do this pod from in the last eight weeks? <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, we, we, we need an endorsement deal from, uh, Preferred, preferred hotel preferred chain, hotel chain. <laughs> yeah no free rides until we get some until we get a deal that's the problem least, is that we're going to stay at the at hotel chain bonus points. <laughs> yeah we did it at 4 a.m we did it at uh oh wait a minute wait a minute before we go trivia uh-oh Bontemps has trivia i do have trivia more hoop collective podcast after this for the ones who get it done Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. And now to present today's trivia question, the whiz of the quiz, Tim Bontemps. This is a this is a nod to our guest in game four, Will Hardy, because we talked about his guy, uh, Lowry Marketing, who had a hell of a year. I was going to do I was going to do this for the Granger segment, the guys who get it done, because I was going to give Lowry credit for doing things that I did not think he was going to be able to do. So over the past 20 years. There are two other players besides Lowry who won most improved player not on their rookie deal. Hmm. This is an excellent question. Who are they? Most improved player not on their rookie Over deal. Over the last 20 years? Mm-hmm. Boy, I got to tell you, I'm not <laughs> I'm not too brushed up on the most improved player uh, list of winners. Off the top of my head, I want to say Michael Red. No. But... <laughs> Cause he like, didn't he like sort of sat the bench for two years and then was like an all-star. Okay. Daryl Armstrong. Oh my yeah. God. That's way too far back. That's my guy. <laughs> DA. He's been on the Maverick staff forever. That's One of the funniest weird. guys in the NBA. I should, I should actually say it's, it's, it, it's, I went back to look farther. It's at, they're both within the last 10 years. So it's over the mm-hmm. last 10 years. I was going back to check through the, the names. Lewis on this one. <laughs> All right, go ahead. One, one uh, was two years, one was two years ago. I don't remember who won freaking MIP right. two years ago. But Julius Randle was the first one. Yeah, Julius Randle. And Goran, <laughs> Goran Dragic was the other one. Oh, I should Let know. I should, I should know it's a Dallas native and a Slovenian. I should know these things. I would never have remembered that Goran Dragic won most improved player. Never. I thought you'd get Julius for sure, and then he'd have to think about the other one. But I mean, most improved. I was mostly player. just trying to shout out Lowry for having a hell of a year and doing stuff I did not think just, he was going to do. Just apologize. Just and say you're sorry. To, to, hey. to show you the breadth of how the season goes, last year he was playing for the Finnish national team. Right now he's in the Finnish military. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> he he was he was on the Finnish national team, one most improved player. Now he's in the military. Wendy that is a guy, is NBA as a season. buzz cut guy who now has like famously phenomenal hair. Did it hurt your soul to see Larry Markin have to cut that mane no, into, into a buzz cut? I would love to have a buzz cut right now. If I I'll could go, if creepers. I, I would love to go in and get that shaved right off. It How did you to so pay wonderful. to get a buzz cut? Like if it's one, those, there's no fade. Why would you pay someone to do that? It's just bzz, bzz, bzz. Listen, he had because stars, you got to trim stars, stars, stars need, stars need special back. treatment, Tim. 
Sarsi you get special well, treatment. No, you trim one of the, the normal ears, guests the wife on this maybe pod. handle the neck. One of the normal guests on this pod had a hundred dollar haircut in Miami last week. And I think Bon Temps sent him there, McMahon. Bon Temps, you paid to get that thing cut. I didn't. Like I didn't pay. I didn't pay a hundred dollars. I went to a. About... I went to a barber shop where they offered me tequila shots at eleven o'clock in the morning. So if oh, somebody wow. went there, then well, we that's where this individual. Went. I assume he that's also, where McMahon th- went. He likes to do tequila shots at eleven o'clock in the morning. I so. don't. Yeah, like but to do he paid hundred dollars. If you told McMahon. If you told McMahon a hundred dollars for a haircut and beard trim, he would he would punch you in the face and then pass I, out on the floor. I have not paid a hundred dollars for haircuts total over the last two decades. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Well, Bontemps suggested this this establishment to one of our podcast regulars. And Is this, this jolly old Saint Nick? This individual paid a hundred dollars. It obviously, for a it obviously is the laugh track. Now, the, I will say it looks spectacular. It was a spectacular. I'm impressed haircut. the laugh track could find the barber shop, given his lack of ability to tell direction anywhere. That's so, true. The fact he made it there is, is a win. Oh, he made it there. He he made it there, and they saw him coming. <laughs> I'm sure they did. Hey, we can't talk about this NBA season without and and wrap it up with hair discussion without mentioning the Jimmy Butler. Uh, oh my god <laughs> all-time troll all-time troll one of my favorite things that happened all year he and, and like everybody played along like during the playoffs like they would use his headshot and it was the media day headshot and there yeah, where he's got the extensions down to the waist <laughs> i mean and he's like yeah the best part in my mind was like Hey, is that your real hair? He's like, oh yeah. He's like, you just couldn't tell because I had it up in braids. Like, that's my real hair. He like with a straight face said that. That's why you just really can't trust anything, just about anything that Jimmy says. So when he says like, my ankle's fine, it was no issue. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't trust it. When he says he he recently gave an interview where he said that if he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, he wouldn't go. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> right. Sure, Jimmy. <laughs> sure. But okay. Uh, thank you for uh, supporting. Uh, the Hoop Collective throughout the regular season uh, and playoffs. We are, of course, not done. We are getting into a um, fantastic uh, situation here with the with the postseason. I'm sorry, we got another I totally guest on. Up. We got another guest on Friday, right? Uh, we have a planned guest on Fridays. But yeah, thanks everybody for following along. It's been very fun to have people. I'm sure it was. I know we we've been texting about it during the playoffs. We've had a lot of people coming up and say to listen to the pod. It's been great. So thank you for that. Yes, and uh, we will talk to you uh, later this week with our planned Game Six guest. He will be our honorary Game Six guest, hopefully, and then uh, we straight got the on draft to the next week. Straight on to the draft and free agency. No stopping us now. And one more time, thank you to Granger. Brian Winhurst and the Hoop Collective is presented by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Thank you, Hoop Collective Podcast. We will talk to you soon. Adios, amigos. Thank you.